I heard him singing in the shower this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Shake it off. Shake it off. Appreciate you coming on and filling in for as a sub. Um, Wait, I was a backup. Yeah, you were a backup. <laughs> you didn't wow. know that? Wow. <laughs> I'm just going to leave right now. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to the Changeover Podcast. This is the weekly grind where you take you through the day-to-day lives of professional tennis players. I'm AJ. That's Jody. That's Justin. And we have our first reoccurring guest, Oscar. I'm not going to say your last name because you always give me crap about it. <laughs> Try it. Try to say it. Oh, hushing. Yeah, I'll take it. We'll take not it. Bad. All right, so... How's your past month been? It's been about a month since we've seen you. No, a little bit longer. Yeah, well, first thing, thanks for having me back, boys. Uh, yeah, the last month has off been... Off the bench. Huh? Good sub off the bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, last month has been okay. I, I had to go back to Ireland to, to sort out some visa issues. Um, so the tennis has slowed down in the last month or so. I was trying to get into a grass court challenger in the UK. And uh, I was pretty close to getting in. So I booked a cheap flight for, I think it was 7 p.m., but I wasn't going to find out if I got in or not until 6 p.m. So uh, I went to the airport, and I was just waiting to check my bag in, and then I get a call from the ref, and he's like, you're not getting in, man. You're like six out. And I was like, oh, God. So I just turned around. Didn't even get a lift back from the parents. They were like, just get the bus. <laughs> <laughs> How far was the drive back home? Probably 30, 30, 40 uh, minutes. That's yeah, not, not, not could too I, bad. Can I make a bet on the airline? Yeah, you know what it is. Ryanair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's the joke about that? Airline? That's like, the cheapest airline. When he said cheap, I was thinking for sure it's Ryanair. Yeah, you can, like you Spirit get, or Frontier. No, no, it's even but better. Yeah, it's like a tenner. But yeah. like it'll be 10 euro for the flight and then you'll pay like $100 if you check and buy. It's yeah. mine. But you were lucky to get that um, the call before you actually like checked in and like got to the plane. Like imagine getting that call when you're sitting on the plane. Well, the ref was actually like, you know those refs that they don't really, like they're almost like, they don't want to talk to you. They're like, this guy's just annoying me. And I was texting him every 10 minutes, like, yeah. where am I on the list? Where am I on the list? You're not going to get in, buddy. You're not in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so eventually I was like, I promise you, this is the last one. I'm about to check my bag in. Just tell me if I'm getting in or not. He's yeah. like, no. And then <laughs> no. we went home. So uh, it was fun training on the grass. I was training with uh, James McCabe. Yeah, I saw a video of you on functional tennis. Yeah. So like, it just came up randomly in my... What is functional tennis? I'm not sure. But I, it came up on my, like was it explore page or reels or something and i was yeah. like this serve looks familiar well a functional tennis is run by an irish guy so i know I him a little bit big in europe fabio mole shout out to him okay. and what's funny is james mccabe he's obviously an australian player i think he's in the first episode of the um breaking point or whatever where he's training with curios okay but his dad is from dublin which is which was bizarre because we don't you know we don't really so produce. when you guys were training it was in ireland the gra- those yeah it was in videos. ireland and then met his dad uh, who's from Ireland, so I was trying to convince them if they could switch over to, to play Davis Cup for us. Get us into a good group. But um, So I had a good practice week with him. was really looking forward to trying to get into it, but unfortunately, that's how it goes. Don't always get in. Then you re- rerouted to Notre Dame. No, well, weren't you, weren't you in Tunisia as well for a couple of weeks? Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up. <laughs> actually, but, um, I was in Tunisia. People are going to think I'm such a complainer, like just abusing Cancun. <laughs> Now we're gonna about to abuse Tunisia, <laughs> but no, it. actually Tunisia is not is not bad. It's just I just find when you're at these kind of all inclusive places, if if your results aren't going well, there's just a lot of time to to ruminate, you know. And why don't you explain for the people who don't know, like because we have some viewers who are just friends of ours and they want to get into tennis but they don't understand pro tennis. So why don't you explain at this level what these like all inclusive places are like? 
Yeah, so these the tournaments are essentially run as kind of like a business, you know. The, the, the tournaments are making money because all the players have to stay in the hotel where the courts are. So it's a compound where there's a hotel, there's courts, they have a restaurant. And um, there's a lot of positives to it. You know, everything's in the one place. It's very easy. But I think I'm someone who I kind of need to be distracted from tennis. Get away. Yeah, bit. get away from it. And, and that's why I love playing in the U.S. because, you know, you have... There's like a loads of different restaurants. You can go and see the the towns that you're staying in. There's obviously sports on all the time. Um, whereas when you're in these places, it's very much all about the tennis. And um, Tunisia is quite difficult to practice. There's not enough courts, so you just have hours and hours where you're just sitting in your room, just staring at the ceiling, yeah. trying to think how, how can I how can I win this next match. And then you just go and lose the next day. Well, we actually... <laughs> You're on a bad run. I had we an had experience in Tunisia, too. I was supposed to go for three, four weeks. And after the second week, I was like, I can't stay. I can't <laughs> stay. And it, I, again, I agree with you because it sounds like you're complaining because, like, what more can you ask for? You're at an all-inclusive resort. There are three meals right there walking distance from your room. And the courts are walking distance from your room. There's a beach if you want to go to. There's a little gym. It's like, you have everything you need. But at the end of the day, if you're not in the right headspace to compete. Like yeah, you, like, you it, I, it's like nothing. It's not a knock on Tunisia so much as it's a knock on me. You know, like you need to kind of, if I was winning matches there, I would have been like, this is the best place in the world. Well, you know, I, I can go out for a swim in the sea. <laughs> <a> couple <laughs> pools. Yeah. Did everyone listen to Josh's episode I was last just week? About Josh won a Is that what he was saying? It's a double-edged sword. So it's like, if you're winning in a place like that, it's perfect. Because you just get match after match. You yeah. got everything there. You're focused on tennis. But... Like you just explained, that the other end of the sword is like, yeah. you play one Josh's, match and you're Josh's sitting. perspective was that he didn't have days off. So it was like he played tennis, played a match, singles and doubles, and he was playing qualies. So he played mm. literally almost every day during the week. And he did that for what, five, six weeks, seven weeks, something crazy. Six, he went six weeks. Mm. Yeah. So his And his title was in the fifth week. Yeah. yeah so that's his, impressive. Like. His perspective of it was that he didn't have days off to sit and think and... You know, because I think like you and I had the same experience. Like I, lost. I, I did well, the though, same thing. I I did. I was planning three weeks in Tunisia. I left after the second as well. Yeah, it's hard as, especially if you lose early. You're only able to really train really early nice in the shirt, morning. Though. We're gonna talk about Justin shirt though. Oh, he just—he was just about to make a great point. Yeah, no, so no, let him make it. Talk about the shirt. Talk about the shirt. Talk about the shirt. Go on. No, 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 no we want to hear the shirt. Point. No, no, I like this. I like the subject. It's a nice little pink? shirt, bro. I picked this up at the at the Padres game last week in San Diego. And you thought it was a fire shirt to win. The I lost the bet. What bet? We played a, the B know. word he's game using or a, something. He's using a bet as an excuse. What B word game? Continue your point. You were making a right point. Up, I lost a bet. The shirt. <laughs> we walked into the stadium. They were giving out these shirts, and Justin was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm going to wear this on the next Changeover podcast." He did say it was breathable. Yeah. <laughs> in the last take. Yo. All right, let's hear the, let's hear the point. Sorry, no, we talk about this shirt. I lost right. a bet. That's why I'm wearing this shirt. But I think in the end, it doesn't feel that bad on me, and I think it looks decent. So you're going to confuse the listeners thinking that we're in some uh, pool party or we're in South Florida. Pool party? Did you have a pool party? That's what he yeah, was. Well, no, when, when you're grilling out, you know, you're having a pool party. Anyway, what I was saying about Tunisia was that when you lose early especially, you usually have, if you're in the main draw, you probably have six, five, something like that days between matches and it's only really possible to train at like 6 a.m 7 a.m or 6 p.m 7 p.m so it's difficult to actually get in a quality practice also because people have matches at starting at nine usually 
the so people are warming up at 7.45, 7.30, so you don't have a full court, and also you're tired because it's earliest in the morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> good save, good save. <laughs> so Shout out to the parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, so it's hard to put in good training sessions, which you need. At least a lot of people need that for their feeling going through another, another tournament. So um, it kind of weighs on you a little bit. And then if you're someone who plays at the end of the day, that's also difficult because you've been sitting around all day. Uh, you just ate three meals. You, it's boring. Like and compared to how you are in training, like you're not using as much energy as you do in training. Like we're used to having training days where you're just exhausted during yeah. the week. Well, I think and now you're just like kind of maintaining, taking care of your body. You don't yeah. get to push yourself as hard. That's also something that you have to plan because if you know you don't play for five six days then maybe you can go really hard for two three days you yeah. have to plan which day is going to be your day off from playing if you want to take a day off that sort of stuff <laughs> when i went to tunisia i went by myself and for people who don't know tennis that well tennis happens to be pretty regional like you tend to stay in north america south america europe africa or asia because it's cost effective and so me going by myself as an american i knew no one at that tournament i don't know how you guys were so yeah. i would win or lose i'd eat dinner, breakfast, lunch by myself with my earphones in, go back to the room. It was very well, like... It's the exact same experience It's you. It's tough. Like if you have somebody, if I traveled with one of you guys, it would have been a little bit easier. It helps a lot. Well, that's what I was going to say. The other time I was in Tunisia, Justin, Evan... It's where we met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and that was actually, you know, that was enjoyable because there was a social element in the evenings, you know. That's what I was told. Like, I was told that when you go to these places that like every night a bunch of people are hanging out like in the evenings it passing felt like time playing people cards. were there for that more than the tennis at one point that's what it felt like but I, when I went there I didn't know about this until the last night I was there and I went into the like after then I saw people actually hanging out but I talked to them. I had my headphones in every meal it's when tough. I get to the cafeteria there's no Wi-Fi, so I'm sitting there just by myself like, that's what it was like for me this time around like yeah. there wasn't that kind of a group you gotta get a little bit lucky as let's to who's blame there. our results on that well I yeah, yeah, I yeah. literally knew <laughs> I knew no one, like zero people. Like imagine going to a tournament. I didn't even know who to ask to warm up. AJ, no mates. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it just depends, you know? Like it's, that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Every each week is different. Yeah, it's true. Um, the question we had asked was, how do you manage your confidence throughout the season? And is it something you focus on? That's uh, a great question. Who wants to start with that? We can go Oscar. Since Oscar's Why me? Okay. Just because I haven't won a match in two months. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that part's definitely uh, it's tough because when you um, when you're winning, everything feels pretty easy. You're really enjoying how how it's going. It kind of is just happening. But then when you lose a couple in a row, I think you can. The danger is that you start to to think too much. You know, like about what you're doing, and and then it can only get worse. Like, I remember when I got my first points, I had been losing for like three months straight. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I've had enough of this. And I went to Greece with my girlfriend and her family. <laughs> and I was just sinking beers on the beach <laughs> for a week. Like, it's the best week of the year, you know what I mean? I was having a great time. Just eating a load of food, just smashing the pints. And then um, I was like, all right, I'm just going to hop straight back into the next tournament. So I, got, I don't have enough time to go and train for three weeks. So, went to a tournament and semi-final. Like, and I was like, what is this sport? You know, like the harder you work sometimes, it's almost like you almost have that expectation that you deserve to be doing well or not. You know, when in reality, that's not how it works. 
Um, and I think a lot of it is about what kind of mindset or what mentality you have at the time. Um, so it was trying different that, that week you ended up making semis. Well, I actually lost in qualies and lucky loser it in. Um. And then that might have had something to do with it. It's almost like, you know, a new lease on life when yeah. you, you know, you're like, oh, I get another shot at it. Didn't work for me last week, buddy. Happened. Yeah, yeah. That didn't work. But <laughs> um, what was I saying? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, th I think like it's tough when, you, when you're trying to stop the, the slump. You know, you got to just, I think me and Justin were talking about this, like try and be really clear on what you're trying to do. And just remember that it's just a game. Yeah. <laughs> but easier said than done. True. You guys, you focus on that? I've never played a full season. So. <laughs> you have in college, though. But college is a little bit different because you have an opportunity to correct your mistakes like several times a week. Yeah, you, like and you play once or twice. Whether you week. win or lose, you play again. Exactly. It's Unless a, you're number six, then you have some It's pressure. a different thing. But I think for me, in general, just in life, I try to, well, for one, I think it's important to kind of separate, like, your, I guess, sense of self, like, your worth from the tennis. It needs to be, dif needs to be different. Like, you can't, like, things can be going poorly on court, and now your life is miserable. I think that that's, that's pretty unhealthy. I think, um, which is hard to do, because obviously... That's probably the biggest thing a lot of yeah, people do. I think we care so much about how we're doing, and it's... I guess it's your dream to do well in the sport. So a lot of how you feel is linked to tennis, but I think it's better if you can have some distance there and kind of Justin is a person outside of tennis as well. Yeah. So try to make sure I take care of myself and I'm enjoying my life um, first and foremost. Um, for me, in terms of confidence, I don't know. I think I believe in myself quite a bit. Like I, I believe that when, if I put in the work long enough, I do believe I have the ability to do well. So I think it's a matter of time. So I don't, I tend not to stress very much about results. I feel like, because I've seen myself do well whenever I've had the chance to kind of get going. Um, but I don't know. I think you can't, yeah, you just can't be obsessed with the results because they're going to come and go. Because just like how you're trying to do your best every week, Everybody has a tournament trying to do the same thing. Yeah. So you have to, I think, have some sort of deep down belief and then just be healthy and be able to just go and play and give your best every week. And I think you kind of end up where you deserve to be. And if you can go in and prove it on the practice court, you'll do that and you'll see differences in the future. But you can't overanalyze each week, each result, because then you're going to go crazy, I think. I think it's interesting to hear the perspective of people because... Like, your perspective is from someone who, since you went to college, you haven't played that many matches. And yours is similar in the sense that you're, the way you can afford to be on tour is you have to work for half the season. So you, don't, you also don't play a full season. So what's well, your like perspective I, like? I feel like I haven't played a full season since I've been out of college either. Exactly, because like the year after you started was COVID. Right. I think AJ gets the balance right of you know dissociating the tennis. Like we're, You were at a concert. A couple of days ago. <laughs> this is when you decided to bring it in. <laughs> Which concert was that? AJ, what? I, oh, what, that? A, what a weekend. Let me just say, what a weekend. I flew back from San Diego uh, Friday night, got in, actually Saturday morning, got in at 2 a.m., woke up, taught. I taught from 9 till 4, showered up at the club where I taught, and then I went to a Taylor Swift concert. 
You're telling us how much you loved it, weren't, weren't you? What do they call those? Swifties? Are you a Swifties? Swifties. That's what it's called. What a way to reset for the week, trying, huh? I was trying so hard not to fall asleep. You must have so much mental clarity going into this week after. And then know, not only that, separated. so I was, I was at the Taylor Swift concert until, what was it, like 11? Got home, went to sleep, woke up. I trained with Luke, who's staying with us from 7 a.m. till 9, taught till 1, and then drove out here. And I'm with you guys. Did you buy a t-shirt? What do you think? <laughs> what do you th- it's Taylor Swift. Obviously, he bought the t-shirt. Yeah, he, bought, he bought one. Um, he lost the bet. About the confidence thing to me, going back to that, I think it's interesting also because like what you talked about, the separation, I don't think a lot of people do that. So I feel, especially in the futures and stuff and maybe in challenges, there's like a... I don't know if it's because it's an individual sport and people are trying so hard because... We only see a lot of players at tournaments. So a lot of these guys that we see, maybe we only see them at tournaments. It's business week. But I feel like a lot of these people, they, it's pretty judgmental. And a lot of guys, like, they base how they treat you off of how good you are at tennis, I think. I don't know if you guys have had that same experience, but I've kind of had that experience. I think so, on face value, on yeah. face value, like, when you don't know somebody and you're at a tournament, that's how you feel. Yeah. But like what, when you get to know people, you realize like, they don't think it like like that. At yeah, all. correct, correct. So I think it's like, and I also believe that part of it could be, like I said, because it's tournament week and it's business week, but it also could be insecurity, maybe some pressure, that sort of stuff, because they don't want to lose to certain players or whatever, but they try to not associate. Yeah, like if you if you like anyone who's very very good, like top three hundred players, I don't think it's like that. You know they. Yeah. I think the guys who are who are, have that mentality are probably the ones who are further down the rankings because yeah. that's the completely wrong way to look at it, exactly. you know. And, and if you practice with a guy who's who's a top top player, like you don't really get that vibe at all, you I know. Agree. So so yeah, I think crazy. It, we were Evan was doing a training block with Andy Murray, and I was shocked at how humble the guy was. He spoke to everybody. He shook my hand, said good morning. I wasn't even a part of the thing. I was just sitting on the side. He spoke to the people who were watching. He spoke to um, there was a guy feeding balls for them. He was very, very personable with everybody. So that yeah. probably maybe, more so than I would be. And maybe, <laughs> maybe yeah. the, because because these guys are higher ranked, maybe they have more exposure to other successful people outside of tennis. So they have a different perspective of like what success is to someone at the challenges and further down. Maybe like in the I futures. just think they're human beings. Like they're they're like us, except they just win more. But that's what I'm saying. But the people at this level, I feel like. I don't know how many people walk around here and associate. They, I think people judge, a lot of tennis players judge each other off of how good they are at tennis. They know nothing about how they are personally. And this like, is lower maybe, down the rankings, maybe I believe. juniors. That's like a very junior thing to do. But I feel like most, most people here are pretty respectable with like a couple people. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's the kind of the experience I had. So that was when Justin was talking about separating like who Justin Roberts is from Justin Roberts, a tennis player. I don't think that tennis players do that to each other as much at this level yeah that's because like the top guys they're not worried about anyone else or what people think of them they're yeah. just <laughs> they back themselves and exactly. they implement their their sport and and that's it like if, if you're thinking about oh i think i'm better than this guy like oh, yeah. this guy has a bad it's just reflect it's just projecting your exactly. own insecurity so Correct. so anyone who is uh you know anyone with the right mentality and i would say that's all of the guys in the top whatever and just, I'm sure there's an outlier, but but they are they're, they're not they're not thinking yeah. like that, you know. That's why I had I have a lot of respect for people that probably don't even realize that they've had that impression on me, 
So like when I made my first or second year playing pros, like I didn't have a lot of self-confidence and I was traveling with Justin, maybe my senior year in college, and didn't have that much self-confidence, but I would meet some of Justin's teammates and like other, other pros on the road and stuff through Justin when I was traveling with him. So like I met Roberto Sid, I met Gertz, I met like even when I played CAC games, I met Victor Estrella, who was previously top 100. Like these guys in those instances treated me like a normal person. So I had a different kind of respect for them than I would like other people who but, at this level like judge each other based on how good they think someone's forehand or backhand is just the dumbest thing. But it, it also works both ways. Like if, if you're thinking, oh, I think this guy doesn't think I'm very good. Like no, that's no. also, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like you, course, you can't be thinking like that. You can't care what anyone else thinks, no, you know? Course. And that's, that's <laughs> you'll, see, you'll see that with the people who have that mentality. And like, I think we're all guilty of it to an extent because it's not easy, but like the best guys, they just don't care what anyone else thinks, yeah. you know? So there's you can't. Guys, there's even guys at our level too that in conversation you would talk and it's surprising that the results that they had is that good. But it's because of that sort of stuff. It's because of how much like, self-belief they have and the will they have to win like also speaking about caring what people think we left that taylor swift subject with people thinking i wanted to go there i didn't want to go there don't be insecure i went there because i love my fiance she's got some good songs this is projection again from aj um i heard him singing in the shower this morning (laughs) (laughs) shake it off shake it off okay so this is today is what monday so by the time this is released on Thursday, AJ and I would have played first round because we play on Wednesday, first round. That's the second week in a row I played somebody on Justin, the changeover who podcast. Justin, who you got? Don't do this. Oh, in this much. Don't I'm do this. Do this. Don't Just, do this. Let's go there. This would be so deep in my mind if we do this. But, um, <laughs> let's go. So when I told my mom about the draw, she thought that it was interesting for us to talk about how the perspective of playing our friends. So, AJ, maybe you can go because you're most recent. So what is it like playing people who you're close to, like other people who you want to do well, and what's the preparation like on the day before the match day? I don't think there's any preparation or practice differences. I just think on the match day, it just – the word I used before was pressure, but pressure is not the right word. It's just maybe a little bit more uncomfortable because you know everything about them off and on court. Like you know how they play. You know how they act. So it's like go, going into that that match, you're thinking about that more than your own game, you know? Which so it like, probably shouldn't be. No. So, like, I think that's one of the, the things you kind of got to control when you're playing somebody that you, you know. It goes even beyond that. Like, you know what moment these guys are in. So if they're in a that's good moment, saying. if they inform, if they're not it's more than It's more than tennis. Like it's you, like, you, like you've been with them, so you know, like, how they're eating, if they're a little bit sick, if all this stuff. You know what's going on in their lives. So Good diet this week. We yeah, man, yeah we can talk about that another time. Yesterday. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Yesterday, Next subject. Right? So what do you, Oscar, Justin, Justin, what do you I think? I want to hear this. I want to hear this. <laughs> you want me to what mute? You? I can mute no. AJ's mic so he can't talk. What do you think about playing somebody you know, Justin? Yesterday, they go to the supermarket. They come back. AJ in the kitchen cooking. <laughs> Smell good. AJ, what you cooking? He said, chicken breast. They cool. AJ sits down with two chicken breasts on his plate. No, it was a full plate or like a full tray. Whatever. The plate is full of chicken and he has a bowl, an empty bowl. AJ goes to the fridge and pours out just spinach. I wash it first. He's eating chicken and just cold spinach. He's shredding for the summer? It's pretty healthy, right? He's He's shredding for the wedding. That's what he's doing. (laughs) It's the first time he's done it. 
he playing a tournament this week and he started last night with a new diet. I think he should just cut out vegetables. I think he should cut out all that. Just eat pure. Don't protein. eat carbs. They they don't, they give you energy. You don't want energy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cut all much. that out. Cut out fruit. Don't eat any fruit. You don't want any of that either. Age is a different kind of human being. I don't even think you should hydrate. Watch him go and win the tournament. Now. <laughs> all of us next week eating, eating straight spinach. For those of you who think I'm insane, I just wanted to cut out processed foods that I eat. And he's just taking it to the extreme. No, no, no. No, you listen, took it to the listen, extreme. Listen, listen, listen. I'm not saying that it's a good or bad diet. I'm saying, because I'm not knowledgeable. You guys, are the, the, you guys are the guys who are like, let's eat whole foods. That's exactly what no, I'm no, doing. No. I'm doing what you guys do. No, no. I'm saying. I just, I have minimal effort. Should I cook the spinach or it, go, it all goes Brother. down the same way. You might just eat it raw. Look, that's, you're lying now. Because you said you didn't cook it. Why? It tastes better. No, why you didn't cook it? Nutrients. There's more what nutrients if you don't cook it. That's Listen. why you don't cook it. Don't lie, though. Come on, this Yo, podcast don't lie. You should have eaten the saying. chicken roll if it's all going down the same place. Like. I'm not saying to eat or not to eat it. I'm saying that at a tournament is maybe not the best time to, to start to see how your body's going to react. We talk like. about how we're on tour for like six straight weeks. When's a good time? Next week when you're home. Is that a bad time? Six days from now? I think eating healthy helps. Oh. It doesn't hurt. Too good. I don't know what to tell you then. All the best with it. What were we talking about? We were talking about playing your friend. Yeah. It depends to me how close the... Well, not really. It's only really you for me that is, <laughs> that is like very uncomfortable. I mean, Apparently it's worked out It's great because Justin has no friends. I'm 0-3 okay. against... <laughs> I'm 0-3 against Justin, so it's worked out <laughs> just fine. <laughs> Actually, I realized how horrible that sounded. I meant it in a way like how you don't like talking to people. So it's like... You don't care to make new friends. Yeah. But it's, it's purely... He's working on himself. Yeah, I am. I'm trying my best. It's purely because I think we're very close. We live together. Like, I don't know. He probably knows more about me than anybody else. So it's... And you, you want the best for him. So it's awkward a little bit. Like you... I don't know. It's not fun to go up against them. And then when there's bad line calls from the judge, from the umpires, you, you feel obligated to give them the call. You, I don't know, you don't want to second-guess them when they make a close call if you play them in college or whatever because you don't want it to get personal. Um, but with anybody else, I feel like I just try to go and just play tennis. I mean, Playing you in college would be my worst nightmare. I give you every single call in practice because I just don't want you to get pissed off. <laughs> so if it's a close call... And so even then, I feel like they're close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if he hits a good shot and I'm thinking to call it out, I'm like, he's going to be even more pissed if I call it out. So I'm just like, too good. And then it's also, like, we train together. So shots that I feel like I'm in a good position, I normally hit a winner. He kind of knows where I like to go, so he guesses right often. So points get it's messy. Not a guess. Or he knows where I'm going. It's educational anticipation. What's the what's the head to head? In in practice? No. In a match? Yeah. Have you played each other in tournament? Three times. Three I've times. One a set. I don't think. <laughs> we played. We That's played, besides the point. We played it's in Dominican. Fun. We yeah, played in Dominican. <laughs> First round, qualies, back-to-back weeks. Uh, we traveled together. That's so cool. I hadn't seen him for years, first <laughs> of all. So we hadn't seen each other since juniors. Then I went to school, and it was December. I wanted to go to Dominican to play his futures. He was going. We decided to stay together. So me, him, another Bahamian, and another Antiguan were staying together in, these, in this hotel. And so we rock up the first week. The draw comes out. We play first round, whatever, play the tournament. So... The next week, the signing is going on. We're hidden. And I think it was Ariel Russo, so another, another player from back in the day, comes up and said, you guys play again tomorrow, first round. He said, no, you're lying. Look at the draw. Played again the first round. Then we Brutal. played, what, 
Cancun. T- Cancun, second round qualies. Yeah, it's just not fun. I, I hated it, actually. But, yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do. Not more than me. You got to win every time. So you can't hate it that much. Yeah. <laughs> hate it less. Maybe I'll get to win next time. Um, but, yeah, back to me and AJ playing, like, I don't necessarily agree. I think my, my preparation has changed. Like, back in the day, like, when I played Justin... That was in like 2016, 2017. I didn't really care, so I would like practice with him, warm up. But maybe now my perspective we is a little bit. We played in 2020, 2021. No, no, in Dominican. Oh, okay. But like now, it's my perspective is different. Meaning like, I don't. To me, the day to day is so different. So I don't want to train with AJ tomorrow or the next day because I don't know if something happens in practice or there's a little change or AJ sees how I'm playing on these courts or feels how I'm playing on these courts. And I guess it works both ways, but I would just prefer to avoid all that altogether and just like distance myself from AJ's match and just get prepared almost I think like at the end of the day it's kinda of like we were talking about earlier, it's just a game. Like, yeah, you yeah. Gotta go out. <laughs> also, I think we make at, this game so I at the end of the day, like just you can't be overthinking it, you know, you gotta go out, you gotta try and execute what you yeah. wanna do. Also this isn't the first time I've played somebody who I'm friends with. Like since we've all trained at academies and with other good players growing up and we've played them all so many times, you know? I think also yeah. it's it's interesting because we say that we want to go and have no expectations. But, for example, in Pittsburgh, we pl- practiced the day before the tournament started, and I was up 7-0 in games against you. And I was like, my God. Strap that in the pod. No, 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 wait <laughs> on it. 7-0 whitewash. No, wait on it. But then the tournament starts, and AJ finals, and had probably a good chance to win the finals too. So, like, what happened in practice had almost zero relation to what happens once he stepped on the match court. <laughs> so, normally well, it's... Well, I, yeah. I forget. So, so, I don't, so, I don't think, like... Uh, I don't think it correlates really like the, the day before to the day of, but I don't want to have any expectations on the match, like good or bad, on how tomorrow or the day after could be. So Bro, I just, just keep rocketing your serve. No, no, really. <laughs> <laughs> just crack serves in and then. Just crack serves, man. Yeah. But I think somebody said it on the podcast, and I forget which episode, but it's like when you're, it's, there's a difference between like training and then preparing for a tournament. Yeah. You know, like the, the days before the tournament, you shouldn't be worried about technique or something you worked don't on. Say you should. I'm pretty sure, maybe, did, did somebody say it or did somebody I mean, else say it to me? Up, but that's okay. No, but it's Anyways, true, it's, it's a good no, point. No, I, thought, I, no, I thought somebody said it on the podcast. Maybe they didn't. If they didn't, somebody in the tennis world told yeah. me. Okay. And but it's I just agree, like, I agree with that it's, point. A, it's a different reality. Like when you're the day before, you're not thinking about something you worked on. You just like, you know, you want to work on the little things. Like uh, how am I moving? Like, are you getting used to how the courts are playing? Like, are you in the right mindset? You're not thinking yeah. like, I've been working on this on my forehand. Let me do this. Because like, you're going to rock into that match so unconfident, you know? Yeah. That's what I think, too. I'm yeah. pretty sure somebody said it. I, On the podcast? Yeah, was so. it? No, maybe not. I don't know. Unless it's it was like, Tristan. Was it Zeke? Maybe it was. Maybe it was Tristan. I don't know. You didn't watch that, did you? No. <laughs> I don't watch any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I click them and put them on just so that I get the view. <laughs> he, he likes, he likes and subscribes. Yo, do like and subscribe. this man, I saw this man the other day. After Josh's episode came out, he started it, <laughs> and then after like 30, 30 seconds, 40 seconds, he goes, well, that was 40 seconds, and turns it off. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's, a, it's a view after 30 seconds, so I just put it on, put it in my pocket, walk around a little bit, and that's it. I don't want to hear myself, dog. But the, the AJ and Tristan episode, you weren't in it, so you should support your own business, Josh. But you played it for, for me, remember? In the house. You, you came with like you five minutes left. Yeah, I got, I got the gist of it. <laughs> <laughs> I um, got the gist of it. 
We had a, we got to ease Justin into new people. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> <laughs> we had a comment today about uh, refs and scoreboarding qualities. We have a friend that's staying with us, and he said that he play, He doesn't play that many tournaments, and he played qualities today, and he was surprised of the fact that he was out there playing. It's a row of, what, six courts, I think? Or six seven. or seven. I think seven. Yeah, but he's on a row of a bunch of courts, and there's no scoreboards, and there's no referees walking <laughs> hey, look, about. Welcome, welcome to the No to autographs the either at the end. <laughs> yeah. And they, hey, were playing, they were playing a match on all seven courts, welcome. and they're like close to each other. Yeah. Wake up, join us. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, is even after you beg the referees, referee, please, just stand on court, please, they just... Yeah, they have no interest in that. Yeah, no interest. But... Do you think there should be referees on, on every court? Yes. I mean, it's professional more, tennis, yeah, you probably exactly. should. You probably should have some refs, but it's probably expensive. Like, imagine, well. imagine the minor leagues in baseball. There's no umpires or anything. You just call your own strikes. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> but how would they go about doing that? Like, is that that's an expense from the that's ITF? Above my pay grade. Above <laughs> my pay grade. That's a sign that Justin does not want to, about this, want to talk about this topic. And no, we I just feel on. like, yeah, you just got to win matches so you don't have to play qualities. That's that's the best way to look at it, I think. I don't know. I don't. I don't think that's necessarily true. But it is true. You don't kind of win matches. No, no, it is true. But I think. And you want to play qualities? I, I, I see. No, I see no, both no, no, sides. No. Like, what if you flew? What if you, you flew? don't want to play qualities? I'm saying that I think that it's a professional tournament, mm-hmm. and they should probably do it right. Like, they should figure out a way, problem solve, for them to be able to afford referees to be in qualifying because. It's expensive for us to take a trip, so I have the perspective That's of I, I don't I have agree. to I don't have to call names, and I don't have to call locations. San Diego, uh, I don't have to call. <laughs> Leave <names>. that. <laughs> I don't have to call names. I don't have to. No, but locations. like, imagine you flew yeah. all the way to Tunisia and you just get absolutely like taken out of a match by not having a ref there. How how would you feel about that? I'd be annoyed, but correct. Also, get better. Doesn't matter how good you, you didn't, are. You didn't win or lose a match on a couple of calls. Yes, you did. You think so? In a, t- in a ten point breaker, you don't think you lost yes, that match on a call? Don't Man, you? I've lost more super tie breaks than anyone. No, but don't you? Don't you also win or lose matches over a handful of points? Isn't that what people say all the time? Oh, this uh, this match was decided in a handful of points. And if and if people are literally taking three, four, five calls in important moments of your match, how can you say that it's not it's not related? And do you think that this should happen at the professional level? Because even in the college level, that doesn't happen. Like they no, have I, referees. Not that my school had it, because I went to a small D1 school. But we talked today about the different perspective. I of guess D1 my, my perspective is I can't control that at all. What if you can? Me. Yes. What if what we do here... Yeah, he's like saying, like, if you can make a difference, yeah. like, you know? Like, what if what we do here does really well, and we, get, we grow an audience, and people start to listen to what we're talking about, and then... I don't know. What if people? No, want then that's to, great. Like, it just and I, I look agree good. with you that in the perfect world there would be refs, that's all I'm and saying. there should be refs, that's all I'm and saying. people shouldn't lose matches because of bad calls. There are bad calls even when they're in the chair. It happens. But, but they're, they're for neutral. For me, bad as calls. a player, I can't waste time or energy thinking about that. I have to try to win the match, and the only way I can think is I have to just be better so that that so, one or two calls doesn't make a difference in the match. So when I played the match. I thought that was egregious and it was rough and that's tough, but Correct. that's what so, happens. But but it is what happens. But in my opinion, it's not fair for me to work so hard, to train hard, to fly, expensive it's, flight, an expensive place. I slept on the floor for. No, no, two it's, it's also not it's professional. Horrible. Like it's horrible that it happened, but a it's ref, also like 
there are times in the match maybe you're at a 15 30 point where you could have made a different decision and you could have been a 15 40 as opposed to going to 30 or yeah i'm playing in that opinion to the best of my ability I'm doing the best that I can in that moment. Of obviously, we can all improve. I'm, I'm not. not I'm not victim mistakes. blaming you, dog. No, what I'm saying. No, no, but Justin. <laughs> Justin. I'm, I'm kind of with Justin. Honestly, I, I, I think like I see you, both you, sides. You but can't. You can't focus on that stuff. That's not gonna change. In, you in know? the match, I don't. I don't think in the match he's worried about it. I just. I no, just, he is definitely. Okay, okay. Worried no, about no. It. I call. <laughs> a, I call a supervisor. I call a supervisor because what happened was there was a handful of bad points, and some of them came in bad moments. Some of them came in in like. It didn't really matter moments. So, like, the bad calls came, and I requested that the referees came on court, and the referees didn't come on court right away. Or if they did, they came on court. But didn't didn't that kid get overruled? Didn't he get a code violation for getting overruled so much? That's another thing. When I played, he came on, got overruled twice, but there was no code because he said that an overrule like he can just get overruled a bunch of times there's no but my, my point my point being was I know like in a perfect world we could have refs but this is a professional tennis tournament a ref would keep it more professional he would stop people like that from doing that I'm agreeing I agree with that because it's I don't disagree with you it's a bad look I'm for just t- saying, it's a bad for me look as a for player tennis. with the way the world actually is right now today for me to succeed like how can the ITF, I can't worry about that how can the ITF l- look at this from a from a large perspective and be like that's a good image for us I mean, it's not, the fact is is that I don't know unless this episode goes crazy I don't know if the ITF is really going to hear anything about my second round qualifying match and wherever I played that match. You know, like, I don't think... It's pretty, it's pretty narrowed down now, if anybody... <laughs> <laughs> if you have a Google and a brain, you're going to figure out <laughs> exactly. I just think, like, it's the lowest tier. This is where we're at. Yeah. We need to get way, way better. And you're not going to lose to him but then I guess if, you're, if you're a two, 300 player, which is what you're going for, you know? I know and, this And, and like, guys, I, I genuinely think some guys, if that happens to them, the top guys, like, they... They're just like, ah, oh, they're just not even phased. It's like next week. Okay, my, but then you know? my counter to that would be is don't class us as professional. Make these amateur tournaments. Don't give us money. Well, a lot of the players who are playing 15Ks, particularly now in the summer, they're not professional. And they're the playing in the they don't have man. any points also. Yeah, so they're not. But they're, my, my point being, though, is it should be a whole other tournament. Then. Like, why even class this as a professional tournament? Because once you're in the main draw, it's a professional tournament. Yeah. And that, that's when they have the refs. Yeah. You know? And, and they have that's actually, true. like, they've, they've introduced refs for last round cues and... 25Ks. Yeah. They have to now. I think that now. makes a huge difference. And I, I think, to me, that makes a huge difference for a lot of things. That helps the viewing experience too. Because, for example, like Luke said today, he played in front of no one with no scoreboard, with no referee. So someone walking by is going to be like, oh, these guys, are, a bunch of guys are practicing on the tennis courts right now. Versus if they hear a referee in the chair calling scores and stuff, maybe if they advertise better, it makes the viewing experience better. We can but go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, but we, go, we also are trying to earn the right to have people watch the matches, have refs, right. you know what I mean? And if you, you are the seven, 700th best tennis player in the world, if you're the 700th yeah, best pathetic, anything, right? that's pathetic. <laughs> if you're the pathetic. 700th best doctor in the world, you would, you would be way above yeah, and I'd beyond. Yeah, I'd be saving lives, man. <laughs> I'd be saving I'd be saving lives. I'm, right now, I'm just trying to make a forehand. If you're man. the 700th best soccer player in the world, you'd be playing in some Premier League in some country. 700, yeah. Yeah, you'd yeah, be but, like... But, like, the numbers don't lie. Like, football is the biggest sport in the world. We're the second biggest. We're not the second biggest. Yes, we are. No. By, I think it's, like, a top five. Maybe. It's we top four, I think it is. By, by number... By, basketball is bigger than tennis. Djokovic even said something about this. He made that comment, like, a month ago, where it's, like, how are we, like, the second... It was the second most viewed or most played sport in the world. He but said, I guess what matters is it's viewed at what level. 
Like, but I guess isn't that my point being is if it's that big of a sport, how come the level which I don't think is that low of a level is yeah. treated like it's like amateur? Because right. you gotta f- everything leads towards the money. If we were generating, people were coming at it to watch. Well, this could be a podcast, and so we can go down the rabbit hole of like yeah. the money's being mismanaged. Like, but I think this is this is Oscar. How come when in I was in Russia, opinion, in in Russia, every round of my 15k qualities I had cherumps. So like obviously in Russia they were able to get the money to do that. So then. Like, how come it's different everywhere you go? Like, how come tennis is disorganized? How come there's a ATP player zone and an IPIN? You know, it's like, how come there's so many things that are I just think, like, unprofessional we, in our profession? I just think, I know like, we're complaining about something. It's like, we're in the trenches right now, and we're trying right. to get out. So we can't, like, what, what's even the point of... This is what I was going to say. When I'm, when I'm playing, though, I'm not, I'm not thinking about me not having a ref or anything. Like, this is just me on the podcast, just, like talking with you guys sitting down and being able to talk about it like i don't mean to come across as whiny i'm just saying things that i see that i've observed over the past five six years i think for oscar as a tennis player right now where he is right now the best mindset plan to have right now is to not worry about these things i think that's what that is i just try to get better maybe if he stopped playing and he was looking at it from a different perspective maybe he would have a little bit more of a lenient mindset or maybe he wouldn't but i think for him to or for me too to think about things in a perfect world scenario doesn't help me today. So this is what I'm saying. This is what. But I don't think it's. I'm not. I'm not giving you stuff in perfect world perspectives. I'm sorry. Jerry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <laughs> this is what happened. This is the whole reason, in my opinion. It's well, nice part of the reason cool. why I started talking to Justin and Evan and even AJ a little bit down the line about a podcast like this is because. What I would like to do is to expose the lower levels, and I don't know to which extent are, are we going to talk about here. Like at some point, it becomes not enjoyable to watch tennis. Like at the lowest of levels, maybe it's not that good for for viewers. But what I had an idea was to expose our level of professional tennis to people because I believe that someone's 700 in the world. Like I I would go out and watch you play tennis, but I think that. People don't know about this level of tennis. They don't know that someone 700 in the world is that good. There's like a stigma to professional tennis that at the lower levels, always the futures, always the trenches. Like, okay, but I think that we can improve that so that Oscar doesn't have to. Let's say, Oscar, that you came here to San Diego. Let's say that this podcast. South Bend? Sorry, sorry, to yeah. South Bend. And we have this podcast going, and we had you on a week ago. And we say, Oscar's playing next week in South Bend. What if you had 10, 15 people come out to watch you play? And what if, what if you had a sponsor that's willing to say, hey, Oscar, let me put you up in a hotel for the week. How different would your experience as a professional tennis player be this week if you didn't have to stay at the Airbnb, you didn't have to pay for accommodation, you had people coming out and cheering for you, supporting you? Like, In my opinion, that's part of the reason that motivated me to make this podcast because I want to show everybody who's watching that we're good tennis players. Like, I mean, at some point, it becomes like, okay, I, I have no interest in watching this, or I have little interest in watching this, but I would like for the product of professional tennis as a whole, especially in the challenges. Like, why, why are the challenges empty all the time? It's not because people don't want to go and watch that tennis. People come out and watch junior tennis all the time. And then people talk about doubles and how doubles is not fun to watch, but we go to Miami Open, the doubles is full. People love doubles too. So there's no argument about any of that stuff. And it's all fun to watch. Look at college tennis. People love college tennis. Well, I was going to say, isn't the level at at this 
higher than college tennis. Maybe not the top, top college tennis is about the same level. But so I believe that there is a market to watch us because I've stayed at a bunch of Airbnbs. I'm not Airbnbs. I stayed at a bunch of housing like in Michigan State last year. I stayed in housing. And they were like, oh, my God, I didn't know that this tournament was happening. They watched every single match. They came in today, and they watched, like, a bunch of players play. This happened in Malibu. I stayed in Malibu at housing. They came and watched every match. So there is a market for people who would love to watch our level of tennis. They just don't know about people and about us. So I think for us to sit here and say, there's nothing we can do about it, like, someone has to do something about it at some level. And if, also, we, get, yeah, listen, if we get good at this podcast I, thing, I, then we I, can I just say one thing? I agree with you. But we're talking about 15k qualies refs here, and I, I just don't think I actually I don't think it's actually classified as professional. That's the qualifying draw of a 15k. That's so, what I'm saying. So at some point, like we have to draw the line. It's yeah. not. I don't think it is. There's no money, and there's there's no refs, and I, I think that that's actually fair. Yeah. You know, like because otherwise they wouldn't have enough. They they wouldn't host as many 15k tournaments because it would cost them more. But I guess the the way what I was gonna say actually it's perfect. You went before me was that. I think it's the way you carry yourself and the way you act. And I feel like the way the ATP and the ITF host futures, it's like a bad look for the ATP and the ITF. Like, who wants to come out to some park, some park with cracked courts and, and watch two guys who are really good at tennis play? I wish, I wish you were in Mexico. Like, I wish you were in... Uh, they Jalapa, treat you. Mexico. They treat you like you're you're a professional tennis player. Jalapa was unbelievable. No, unbelievable. even yeah. even like like people first round qualies. There was a stadium sorry. court full, like fifty to hundred people, probably more. I don't know. No, but qualies. If you host, if you host futures strategically, in in places that could host a good tournament, like Vero, I always talk about Vero Beach. They Vero charge Beach nice. people pay to come watch you play in Vero Beach. A fifteen k, they will come and pay because they carry themselves like a professional yeah. tournament. And I'm just saying that. I'm not even talking about refs and the qualities. I'm just saying the tournaments as a whole should carry themselves with the stigma of being a professional tennis tournament. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's uh, so that's this, fair. This first round qualities, though. Yeah, that's unreal. Yeah. You know, and like, and it's such a pleasure when that when that does happen. But at the same time, like, it's not going to cost extra money. Just the the effort, the like the the look, like. Host it at a place that is worthy of being a professional tennis player, like a professional tennis place. I don't know. I, I just think like we always rip the Cancun. mindset right now is like, yeah, Cancun is okay. That's another story. <laughs> but that's, my, that's <laughs> but the that's mindset it. right now that is like is my, you gotta you gotta earn it. You know, like if you're 700, 800 world, it's all relative. Like you're you not that sit, good. You know, you can't sit here. You can't sit here and complain and say, um, oh, the conditions are so bad. All this and that. I agree that like you can't just complain and blame other things for your like. Poor there's a funny story. One of my my coach tells me this all the time. Like when I'm like miss a shot, com kind of complaining or whatever. He's like, "Mate, why are you complaining? You're just not that good." Like, yeah. You know, and he's he's like harsh, but it's he's got a great message. It's like, you know, he he talked about it. there was a guy practicing with Nadal. I think he's like 300 in the world. And he's like getting chopped, obviously, by Nadal. And, and he's kind of like moaning a little bit. And he's like shadowing his swings and stuff. And Tony Nadal goes up to him. He's like, man, what's wrong? And he's like, I just, I just don't feel like I'm playing that way. He's like, yeah, you're, just, you're not that good. Like, so why are you complaining? You yeah. know? So it's like where we are striving to be is yeah. like much higher than we are right now. Yes. So I, I understand your point. Like it would be, it would be amazing. And, and there, it is a great platform to try and raise awareness to futures. But at the same time, we're, we're not trying to glamorize futures. We're trying to get to the higher level. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's a mix and of I'm, both of and our I'm points. Not saying that we, I'm not we, trying to gl glamorize yeah. it. I'm, I'm just saying it's so ugly. Like, 
Like, would you consider? Would you consider like the guys? I, I know. Give me a serious answer. The guys in League One France, professional footballers. What? What's your question? <laughs> would you consider the guys in League One in France professional footballers? Because they're they're always they always get made fun of of being like the the farm league for the the real footballers. Uh yeah yeah I would but. I think, I, I I think team sports are a little bit different because it's much easier for people to get behind teams. For sure. You know, because there's an emotional connection. Be, but like, the, the, the it's like a community. Sort of you know, exactly. it's not even necessarily exactly. about the players. And I'm not saying. You know? and again, I'm not saying that we. But where, where I was going with that was just like it's it's hosted like a professional. It's another interruption. <laughs> <laughs> it should be like a, like a thing on the bottom of the screen, like numbers. Count them. <laughs> count them. Yeah. yeah. But I'm, I guess the point that I was making, I'm not saying that futures level is the level that we that we need to get amazing or whatever. I'm just saying, and I don't know where I draw the line. Because at, at some point, there is a line being drawn at like, hey, do you want to go out and watch this tennis match tomorrow? No, I don't. But I don't know how many people are aware that this challenge is happening in this place or this future is happening in this place or whatever. Like, You see them at the end of the week at the challenges, maybe like in Cleveland, or for, for example, when I played Cleveland, at the end of the week, quarter semifinals, people came out to watch. I don't know if that was because the end of the week was marketed better. I don't know if, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if people found out that there was a tennis tournament happening as the tennis tournament already started or if they knew these people were coming to town ahead of time. And that's just one example. I don't know. But I'm just saying that, in my opinion, I believe that that tennis players doesn't stop at the slams. And it doesn't stop at the, the ATPs. It goes a lot further down than that. And Halafa shows that, and Vera Beach shows that, and I'm, yeah. sh I'm sure there's a bunch of other locations. I, I that think show the, that. the the key to that is like you want to do these tournaments at local clubs where there's already a community of members yeah. who have an interest in tennis. Yeah. If you're hosting them at college universities, you're never really going to get that. Yeah. You know, it's the summer in Notre Dame; all the students are gone right. home. It's not a realistic uh, goal to have that because yeah. because and, and that's why you see in like German league or. You know, in Ireland, even in Ireland, man, exactly. we we have no tennis players really. Like, you know, all four of us would be on the Davis Cup team in Ireland, but if they host a domestic tournament, a load of people come out and watch because it's like a, an annual event. They want to see tennis. You're right, people do want to watch tennis, yeah. but uh, I, th I think if you wanted to, if you wanted to change that narrative, I don't think it's necessarily up to the ITF. It's up to the hosting clubs as to how they market the tournament. You know, like the ITF is just designating weeks in the calendar year. Yeah. So it's up to those clubs to, to come in and, the way, The way I see it also is like, you know, these top players have these agents that would set up like appearances for them, like appearance, they'll get appearance fees to go and play exhibitions and whatnot. Like that's kind of how I see this podcast being for players who don't have the help on their own. So like I said, if this platform grows and people enjoy hearing us talk and whatever, and Oscar comes on, then hopefully you benefit from being on the podcast. People like you, I don't know if wherever you go next week. Let's I'm getting say, an appearance fee next that's what I'm tournament. Saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, what if people say, oh, I like Oscar's story. I really enjoyed what he had to say. Let's try and help out Oscar next week. Let's see if he needs a place to stay in wherever. Let's see if he would play with our logo, a company logo on his shirt or whatever it is. Or even if they It becomes more benefit. personable, like you said, like yeah. community. Like you connect a little bit more with the people and... I guess that's the point that I was making at the very beginning. And I'm not saying, like, at some point, again, we draw the line. But the point I'm making is at least the three of us, maybe because you're not a host and you're not a part of the, of the, of the, the podcast, like, day-to-day -day battles and stuff. But I think there is, at some point, we can control a little bit um, 
the perspective that people have on tennis players like below just the slams all right that should be a good segment into the next thing do we go for the random questions or no oh you you have something else to say sorry uh no 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 nothing else to say i just i don't know i think it's tough i think it's like nothing else to say and it starts talking yeah yeah, yeah let's well, not I, let's I, move on let's I, move on i had one more thing to say but i, I bit my tongue as well i just think we got to get to the challengers boys <laughs> but even at the challengers you don't think Man, the challengers, challengers free accommodation all the challengers i've been to i mean monterey was a joke it was unbelievable, unbelievable. people coming out to watch like i think the challengers is is pretty decent for you know like most of the challenges they get a lot of people if you go to waco texas again college campus it's going to be terrible i think yeah. also if you maybe play in europe and these places it's a little bit different because it's yeah. actual clubs but i mean no, no, murray was playing in the challenger the last two weeks in the uk i mean there's thousands of people out watching you know and again why because andy murray's playing yeah you know and i think like People in tennis are attracted to to superstars. They want to see the best players in the world. So I think it's just, I think it's difficult to to market. I think it's also identity too. Like, I don't know. I watched like the clips of the players in, let's say, Italy. The Italians are playing on the Challenger. The stands are full. So I feel like also, I don't know, me when I was younger, you had Darian playing the Challengers. I was watching on the, the ATP Challenger TV because it's like Caribbean player playing, I want to see him do well. Yeah. So I think maybe players can market themselves better as well. No, you that, that would also yeah. help. No, you make some good points. Like yeah. you, it can like, definitely be done better. Like, but like you said, like I don't even I look at it as a non-tennis player. Like if I was walking past the courts and I saw like stands or some signs and some like I look, I'm like that looks like an event. Yeah. I would be more inclined to go and see what's going but that, on. That depends on if when they market it, if people actually come. You know, and I don't know if like anyone has ever actually gone out of their way to do a bunch of marketing for like at least the tennis. challengers at least the challengers like when you when you look at the the site it looks like a professional tennis tournament like i like yeah. that you know like that was kind of where i was getting at like not necessarily the money put into it or the refs just like the way it's set up i think all anything. these things cost money at the end of the day yeah to advertise costs money correct that's what i'm saying all if it's worth it so they don't want to advertise for nothing to change you know so it, it just depends on if they can advertise successfully and then people buy tickets and come and support but in my experience like i've been to a bunch of tournaments where i didn't expect people to come out and watch like jalapa like vero beach like these places are like south I, america sometimes too is quite yeah south yeah. america's fun like i've played in colombia where it's at a hotel and i didn't expect like full stands watching me versus a brazilian first round in random mountains and Thing, but I have 50 to 100 people watching me play. Like I don't, I don't expect these kind of things. But they love tennis there, and those tournaments are marketed a little bit differently than maybe what we're used to. So, the I guess to sum it all up, is my goal here was we're the marketing. Like we are the awareness for people, and maybe we're not the awareness today. But six months down the line, a year down the line, hopefully we have some somewhat of an audience where we can help out each other and help out our guests so that. It makes life a little bit more easier so that we can just go and focus on tennis and don't have to think about Airbnbs. And like we're sitting in my bedroom right now, my bed is right here on the floor. My so bedroom, living room. <laughs> this is my bedroom, my bed is right there on the floor. So, but that's, I guess that's the point I was making. Um, should we go into these questions at the end? Yeah, let's try it again. Yeah, shoot let's it try it again. If not, yeah. we can just cut it, man. Yeah, that's life. Um, <laughs> okay, let's go with this one. 
So this question is from Reese. He said he types it into he types it into Google, and he says, "I have no idea what this means. I just wrote an unpopular tennis opinion in Google, and it says." ATP 1000 finals should be best of five sets again, especially considering that most of the ATP 1000 tournaments are now held over a two-week period. It would massively benefit next-gen as they would be more accustomed to playing best of five and it would better prepare them for the slabs. No. Disagree. I disagree as well. Why? Uh, I disagree because, first of all, I think that the, the next-gen tennis players and the players that play in all of these tournaments are very good tennis players. I'll start by saying <laughs> that. They're a lot better than we are. But um, I don't know if in recent years there's been a next-gen player. That's next-gen at the time, which is like a, what, under 21? 21 and under. Yeah, that has made a Masters 1000 final. Alcaraz, so, Rune. Alcaraz and Rune are exceptions because they already are successful in the slams as well. Like Sinner. Sinner as well. He made Sinner. So I just think Who's that. Daddy? <laughs> Did he make a massive? Yeah, didn't he final? beat Alcaraz in the final of one? That was a, I think a five. Is it five hundred? I think the question was also phrased though, like, would it help them make it? Yeah, they, they're so, there. You know? Yeah, sorry. So I guess what I was saying was, I think it's so few and far in between anyway that playing one best of five or two best of five week, if you make it to the final, it doesn't really make a difference. It's not going to make a difference yeah. to playing best of five every single day, every single match at a slam. I don't. Yeah, I disagree so, with the. The premise of the, the question. I yeah. think it's wrong. I think it's fault, faulty. And I think one of you guys said it earlier about the ch it changes the conditions on the week too. I think that was you that said that. Yeah, it changes the format. Like you ha every match has to be played the same in a tournament. You know, otherwise, like, you know, guys prefer playing in five sets. Just look at Djokovic. Um, it's also too long. Like people, the slams are different. You know, it's only four a year. Tennis is already probably takes too long for viewers anyway so that won't help viewership i just think it's uh no next question <laughs> <laughs> you think so too aj yeah no i i agree with you guys i i don't think that's a good idea okay. aj agreed yeah wow <laughs> it's the first time who do you guys think is going to win wimbledon this year it's coming up right around the corner novak Djokovic. no you got to give one if you had to put your money on one player novak, give one. Djokovic. One. okay yeah. novak who do you think how do you go against Djokovic? Hard to. Maxime Cressy. Who do you think? Djokovic. No, I actually, I, I think Cressy will make the who did he lose to? quarterfinals. <laughs> huh? No, nothing. Is, is Max going to be seated or no? What's no, he plays Rune tomorrow. That'll be interesting to see like where he's at on the grass. Okay. I think he beats Rune tomorrow in Queens. Um, I think Djokovic, yeah. I it's think hard to bet against Djokovic. That's what I'm saying. You know? And he's, he's going for the... All of them this year, you know? Greatest of all time, Djokovic. Greatest of all time. No greatest. debate anymore. Justin. Yeah, not my favorite, but I think the greatest. Like, not your favorite tennis player ever? Not my favorite one, but I think he's probably Who's your the favorite greatest one? on paper. He's the greatest. Uh, probably Federer. Like, yeah. most fun to watch, like, most enjoyable yeah. to watch. Federer. I think but. I started that way, but I, I think I... He is fun to watch, Federer, but I think Djokovic also in his own way is very fun to watch. And Rafa is very fun to watch too, so I don't know. I mean, I Djokovic know. though, like, the things that he's gone up against to and still to have the most slams, it's yeah. just like, you know, it's unbelievable. Like, he's not allowed into certain countries. 
he's like he can he, miss chunks of the year and still find a way to peak at the slam yeah and, and he also has the most masters too so it's not only the most slams he also has the most 1000s yeah. and he has a head-to-head record against Federer and Nadal and everybody like likes to talk about Federer and Nadal they're much more loved but yet he's still able to just produce time and time again it's just yeah. it's I think he's one of the most incredible human beings of all time like what he's been able to achieve is yeah, just ridiculous incredible. yeah um, this yeah. is from the perspective of none of us actually know how he is as a person, but from what we can see on social <laughs> well, media, I think, I think a lot of and how he acts tennis on player, the screen. Just tennis, well, I think yeah. a lot of the reason people don't don't like him, and one of the reasons I actually really like Djokovic is because when he's on cameras, he is who he is. He doesn't say that the right answer all the time. He gives his answer, which I, I that's I respect that from him. I don't you know? know. I think he's pretty polished. Like I feel that's changed. I think. When he first started, he was much more openly a villain on the... Well, no, no, I'm not saying villain, but just, like, you know how, like, you get those, like, typical interview questions after a match? And, like, Nadal and Djokovic are so good at answering. Like, they answer the right way. Like, I know there's no right or wrong, but they give a right answer every time. Whereas, Djokovic will sit there, think, and give what he thinks. You know what I'm trying to say? I wonder if some of that happens to do with, like, also his... Like, you see how he is sometimes when he plays a match and... The crowd gives him a little bit. He gives a little back. Like he likes the feeling of, like maybe the crowd being against him and it that looks sort of like stuff. It. I it just looks like he likes that. And he, that, he that has may no motivate him and fuel him or make him focus more or fight harder or something that maybe like could be a like. A, like I know for the him. problem is people, they get emotional about it. Maybe his personality they don't like, but like what he's doing is objectively absolutely Correct. ridiculous you know Correct. and the like mental fortitude that you have to have as an individual to do that for me it doesn't even matter <laughs> if he's not the nicest person which i actually think he probably is i was gonna um, say that, yeah i just think like it's it's i can't really think of a better sportsman wasn't his uh they were saying that he came up against all those guys in their prime like he came up in fed's late late years of his prime and in rafa's prime and murray's prime and like you said, he has a head-to-head beating these guys. All and what's crazy, too, is how his body's held up for the most part. I think now, apparently, he has, like, some elbow issue. But, like, years and years and years of performing at that level without many injuries is pretty... Yeah, and he doesn't look like he's yeah. going to stop anytime Correct, soon. Yeah. I mean, the discipline that he has with, like, from the very beginning with his diet, with, with his kind of maybe alternative methods of, of handling himself that people you know would have been skeptical about like he's just he hasn't put a foot wrong yeah i don't know if there's a better i guess role model or inspiration for people to to be like you know than him like he's it seems like he does a lot of the right things and i'm sure there are other people who do pretty much all the right things but you can see that it's really paid off for him so if there's a person that you should what it seems like try to be like it would be him I think at that level, though, like we're talking about the apex of tennis where the little things matter a lot more than down here. Yeah, probably. But either way, like to me, it's pretty clear. Like it's not it's not close anymore. And like you said, he's not he's not stopping. Like it doesn't look like he's close to being done. So and it's hard to even go against him in the other slams, too. Like he doesn't lose in Australia. Man's won he home. already won Australia. No, but I was... <laughs> You, I'm saying. Are you talking about the next two? The, the, like coming up, like the next U.S. Few Open, years, like the Wimbledon. next. I'm saying the next few I think, years. Oh, I think sorry, the only meant for the calendar slam. Oh, I know. Oh no, I know. The We're falling apart here a little bit. Like, been going for too long. <laughs> I think the only, 
the only slam that he's kind of questionable for is Wimbledon. I think all the other ones he has, like, he's Wimbledon crazy. is the one he's questionable for. I think a guy can get hot on grass and, and, and beat him. I'm not saying it's likely. Oh, look at the last I'm not saying five it's likely. years of Wimbledon. He's always like... It's pretty slow yeah. now at Wimbledon, though, you know? The courts are pretty slow. Um, what If you could play one match, like, any setting in the world like that you could choose, what would you choose? Like, I'm talking about, like, center court Wimbledon, David Beckham's watching your match, or U.S. Open I'm night match. U.S. Open night match, I think, on Ash. I'm going to go with Cancun court 12. <laughs> <laughs> Completed it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You? I think just being from Ireland, probably Wimbledon, because I would have just grown up uh, I, watching it. I think uh, Philippe Chatrier at French Open. That's really? What, when I first started playing tennis, because I randomly saw the TV was on, I took my two channels, and I randomly saw the French Open final, I think in 2002. And that's the court I saw. And that's why I started playing tennis. I think I want to play there. What'd you say, Jay? Do you pick one? No, in all, in, in all honesty, I think some of the, the lower level, like the 1000s and 500s, have some really cool venues. No, no, listen, listen, listen. Have you ever, What's like... cooler than Ash at night? The oh, guy, the guy wants to play in Leon 250. Like, <laughs> I don't, don't... Don't worry about the slams. I don't it, care. He's the GOAT, though. He would say whatever. I don't care they about the, the size of the stadium. But you don't care about playing in a Grand Slam? Obviously, okay, okay. I would love to play in a Grand Slam. If you're Monty in a 1,000, you're in a Grand Slam. No, you're not. You, this is one match. Like, you're allowed to play this match. Yes, in the but, hypothetical. but uh, in this hypothetical, if I made it into a 1,000, that means I would have made it into a Grand Slam. Bro, you just changed my hypothetical. No, no, it's a one match, one and done. Okay, you're, you're dropped I dropped into a thing. Okay, I think... You're gonna you're gonna laugh. I think it's your the last Paris, match ever as well. The San, Paris San one thousand, the indoor Paris one thousand courts are the coolest things ever. Have you ever seen yeah, their I, stadium I, court? Paris Bercy, that's a pretty sick. But Monte Carlo is nicer than that, no? Not that I well, like it, it depends. It's different vibes. It, like I like unique courts, like cool, like underground or like in a in a cool building. You wouldn't. AJ think wants to play in there. like an Ecuador challenger. <laughs> call it on quits. a farm. <laughs> the opposite of what I'm saying. Pick a slam, AJ. It would have to be U.S. Open in front of my home crowd. Good choice. Which court? Court 18? (laughs) (laughs) Practice court four. The graveyard court. (laughs) I actually agree with you. The Paris 1000 Masters slams. Tennis has so many cool courts. That's true. Like, have you ever been to a place where, like, you you don't even know where the tennis court is? Like, an indoor place you'll walk in. You're like, this is a tennis center? Isn't there a tennis court in... uh What's that? The train station in New York or something? Stuff Grand like that. Central. Yeah, isn't it? Is there? there? Yeah, but it's not. It's not that nice. Like, no, it's, it's pickleball. Like the, huh? No, it's pickleball. Well, it's just like there's not enough space at the back, and you, you don't, don't want to. You play. don't need space. You're still choosing the U.S. Open over that one, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should wrap it up. It's been. You didn't ask me who was going to win Wimbledon. I need to give my. Don't my say something stupid. I'm going Djokovic as well. Okay. AJ. Dark horse pick here. AJ. If I had to put money on one person. No, you, you would not say, what you're about to say is not true. If you had to put money on one person, one you person? wouldn't say dark horse. Because there'd be, there'd be good, good odds. Good, thank you. My boy Francis TFO. Okay, good choice. I think he's really, he, his best surface is grass, and he just came off of a tournament win here, just entering the top 10. I actually right? can Are see, you guys? I could see Stroff making like Sammy's. Struff is a joke. He's then Francis beat Struff in his final, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think Francis... Did you see Match Point? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, crazy. Match point. 
So the score when that happened too? Like 10-9 the tiebreak or something? 9-8 in the tiebreak? Yeah. His confidence is going to be good. I, I think as a dark horse pick, that's a legitimate pick. I don't think I disagree with what you're saying. What about I'm Murray? Murray could Murray just won two Charlies in a row on grass. He's about to play Queens. Right? I don't think his body could hold up for that many matches. Yeah, I think he'll make quarters. Again, I think he's a great tennis player. I'm just speaking to Yeah. We'll see, man. I don't know. But I got to go with Djokovic, dog. Yeah, same. No one's gone Alcaraz. No one's gone last year finalist, Kyrgios. You see, Alcaraz said but that... Kyrgios injured? No, he just come back from injury? Yeah. yeah. What Alcaraz say? He said that he thinks that Kyrgios has the best chance. Like, he plays the best on grass. I believe it's this way. He said that Kyrgios plays the best on grass. Um, out of all of them and thinks that he has the best chance he's yeah, running up last Alcaraz year Alcaraz hasn't played that much on grass right probably compared to the other top guys but I just think Djokovic has been there so many times I don't know I think Kyrgios when he made the final last time didn't he, he was coming in kind of hot whereas he hasn't he hasn't been yeah. able to play in any tournaments because I think he's been injured yeah true. he also went in last year with no expectations right didn't he have just have fun that tournament yeah I have no clue what happens with that man bro <laughs> <laughs> like there were videos of like them practicing before the final. He's like played mini tennis with his girlfriend. You know, like yeah. like he before was he having a, out, he was yeah. having a good time, and I think that that helped his level. But I don't think that's because I I played with him in Cincinnati, and that's how my practice was with him. Like we hit <laughs> just always like that. Yeah, we hit for ten minutes, and uh, he played a bunch of mini tennis and had a good time, and then he, he went out and beat someone top fifty two and two. That's so I don't know good. if that's very different to how he's been preparing. Like maybe he feels great and he doesn't feel like he needs to spend more time on the court than he needs to i don't know what goes through his mind with his decision making but i don't know if it's that different in wimbledon last year compared to how he was before but he's obviously very good and i don't know he probably has a good chance to make a run this year too all right oscar thank you for joining us this week appreciate you coming on and filling in for as a sub um, wait i was a backup yeah you were a backup. <laughs> you didn't wow. know that wow <laughs> I'm just going to leave right now. <laughs> no, anyway, thanks for coming on. It's always a pleasure. And obviously, you'll be on again. We look forward to it. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking now for 75 minutes. So, I don't know. We'll see if all of that gets included in the episode. That's pretty long for everyone. But, um, yeah, I enjoyed it. So, thank you a lot. And everybody, if you enjoyed what we're doing, um, please like, subscribe, and ring the notification bell so you don't miss anything that we post. We're on YouTube, Instagram. Drop um, a comment if you like the shirt. We are on TikTok. All of our... Nobody's our dropping <laughs> any comments. <laughs> also, this is what I was told to say. Actually, if you guys have any ideas of what we should talk about next week, leave it in the YouTube comments. So, please, <laughs> please give us a comment and let Think us anybody know. anybody still listening? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone still listening, please, YouTube comments. Mom, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> guys, please subscribe. Uh, yeah. I made both my parents subscribe. And mom told me to wear shoes. I'm wearing shoes this week. So, all right, thanks for coming. See you guys next week.